Today is October 6, 2020. You're listening to Shane Yoakum at the BC Podcast. The recording we're about to hear is of the city council meeting that happened this evening. Highlights of it were the chamber is doing Winterfest Parade, very much like the July 4th Parade. And they are having their Halloween safe uh, trick-or-treating. There is money involved for those who are interested. $100 costume prize award for kids. $300 for a decorated house. Uh, These are prizes for the best. They all have a map. If you want to be a part of this, you should uh, contact the chamber and get your name on there if you plan to have a safe home for trick-or-treating, as well as if you want your child in for the costume contest and you for the house contest. You can contact them on the website or Facebook. The other thing that jumped out at me was the, where is it at here? Oh, the CARES money. There is still money available and applications available for uh, receiving a $3,000 grant from the city, this money is grant money. It's not money you have to pay back to cover costs that you've had to use for uh, dealing with the pandemic. This is money you should get on. You need to get it, that app in there as soon as possible. They're running tight on the deadline already. Everything else, like I said, was pretty darn mellow, not too exciting. So if you're into just listening to a nice, good city council meeting, go ahead and listen. I will put the time points out there uh, as I upload this. With that, have a great day. Good evening, everyone. Uh, Welcome to the Benton City City Council meeting for October the 6th. I would like to uh, call the meeting to order. And I would like to ask um, Mrs. Stady, Councilwoman Stady, if she would lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. Mayor, I don't see her in the meeting just yet. Okay. Well, then um, is um, Mrs. Gordon in the um, the room yet? Yes, I'm here, Madam Mayor. Okay. Would you mind leading us in the Pledge of Allegiance then? Sure. Thank you. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, America. to the Republic for For which which it stands, one nation, nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you very much. Okay, roll call, please. Councilwoman Gordon. Here. Councilman Sandretto. Councilman Mokler. Here. Councilwoman Lateau. Here. Councilwoman Stady. Has anyone heard from Councilwoman Stady? No, we have not, Mayor. Okay. Then moving on to the reading and approval of the minutes. Madam Mayor, this is Councilwoman Lateau. I move to approve the uh, meeting minutes from the last regular council meeting on September 15, 2020. Okay. Is there a second? Second. Okay. All in favor? Aye. Mokler, aye. Lateau, aye. Okay, thank you. Minutes are approved. Okay, um, are there any opening remarks 
uh, housekeeping items or executive session requests. Okay, hearing none, we'll move forward then to our uh, public hearing. So I will adjourn the regular council meeting and then open the public hearing for Mountain View Meadows phase two preliminary plat application. And I understand that we have two people in the audience that would like to speak. And that would be um, Mrs. Least and Mr. Millsaps. Would the council like to extend the three minute limit for these two people since there are only two here? I'm okay with that. What would you like I, to extend? I'm okay with that. What would you yeah. like to extend it to how many minutes? How did the double sound? Six minutes. Six minutes. <laughs> okay. I hope someone has a watch they can keep track. All right. So um, who is speaking on behalf of the um, Mountain View Meadows? Uh, Mayor, I'll speak on behalf of Mountain View Meadows. So okay. on June, June 24, uh, 2020, the P Planning Commission held a public hearing for the preliminary plat application to develop 46 lot subdivision with the, fair, the following variance parks donations reduced to one acres, 0.4 acres smaller than the 10% requirement in Benton City Municipal Code 1736 land dedication. The Planning Commission at that time motioned and seconded to recommend to City Council um, the approval of preliminary plat for Mountain View Meadows Phase 2 with the conditions listed in the staff report as amended. On July 21st, the City Council um, remanded back to the Planning Commission the, only for the location of the park since there was a lot of public uh, opinion on that. So on September 2nd, the Planning Commission motioned, heard the hearing, had a public hearing, heard public comment, um, reviewed the staff report and the engineer's report, and the Planning Commission motioned and seconded to recommend to the City Council of the City of Benton City the approval of the original park location for the original, for the preliminary plat for Mountain View Meadows Phase 2. And that motion passed unanimously. And that was the only thing that uh, the council had remanded back to planning commission. Okay, thank you. Um, Mrs. Least, would you like to go first? I'm actually gonna uh, read Diane's letter for her. Oh, okay. Um, she calls it, why is Bedton City so afraid? Of what is Benton City so afraid? Why is it that reasonable suggestions and comments are heard but not applied? Are residents and those representing the community afraid to take a stance on anything if they think it will detour a developer from going through a project? Are they afraid of taking all the proper steps and due diligence to do something right? This community struggles with unplanned growth, struggles with lack of resources, and perhaps the biggest challenge of all is the struggle and hindrance of non-cooperation. Developers appear to eye our community as one last urban area where they can make a buck at the expense of locals. Our planning commission seems to go along. Appearance also suggests these leaders are afraid of some legal action from builders. Leaders accept a developer's access of le legal services on retainer to insist the developer's preliminary plans go exactly as proposed with no opposition. The suggestion that developer cannot deviate from preliminary plans and if changes are suggested, the developer only has only to wield the fist of the legal services on retainer to have their own way. Suggestions for improvement are fought as an opposition and through public comment is allowed, it appears endured, but neither considered nor welcome. I write this because I have spoken at public hearings regarding a development going in across the road from my house, my home and farm. Growth is inevitable. I do not oppose the project, but ask for three things. I ask for proof that my nearby well won't be contaminated by the dry wells, dry wells that have heard nothing back from the city. 
relocate the park at the west end of the developments, but it sits across Kendall Road from a barn with heritage status through Washington State's Department of Agriculture and Historic Preservation's Heritage Barn Program. This action is consistent with literature, recommendations, and outcomes on successful park planning. It will benefit the city economically and aesthetically. Use lots 12, 13, 14, and 15 for the park, as well as redesigning the abutting lots to provide coveted park views for higher income housing. Lots 14 and 13 are especially undesirable because of the space and easements, which prevent full use by potential homeowners, but are perfect for park space and buffer zone for safety. City Council was favorable to this, but not maintenance, nor the city engineer, nor the developer. developer. I heard the words from city maintenance and from planning members that the corner was too dangerous for a park. There will be two stop signs there. Cars will be at zero miles per hour. I find the reasoning that the intersection is too dangerous for a park is BS. I can show video of traffic on State Highway 225 driving over the 35 mile an hour speed limit along Legion, Archie Borden and the Boat Launch Park. Property values, of course, must be considered. Lots 46, 13, and 14 are limited on their use due to size and easements and access restrictions. I don't want to see these lots end up with single wide mobile homes. I pay thousands in school taxes that have been offered tripled, triple the assessed value for my property. Benton City, you are working so hard to attract newcomers. Don't mess up your potential tax base for schools. Make decisions that benefit fit the future. Most of all, don't be afraid. If, if you decide to leave the narrow two lot wide by two deep parcel for the park, don't settle for less. Demand it be the size the city article set for for a development of this size. And then I can read Mr. Millsaps as well. Um, he sent an email uh, this afternoon to whom it may Cern, I am David Millsaps. I live at 1500 Kendall, Kendall Road, Northwest, adjacent to Mountain View Meadows Phase Two. I have lived here for four years. In this four years, we have only had a few issues of concerns. Speeding cars on Kendall Road, mailboxes robbed, and not uh, being able to get access to cable. Hopefully in building more houses, this can be fixed. I see that other subdivisions have secure mailboxes from the post office. Could this be an option to implement into phase two? Any help would be appreciated, thank you. Okay, um, thank you. Is there anyone else that wants to speak on this? Um, if not, we will close the public hearing. Public hearing is closed. We'll resume the council meeting. Okay, the next item on the agenda is um, the approval of the agenda. Madam Mayor, this is Kyle. Can I speak? Uh, regarding the agenda? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I just wanted to add for items for discussion, the crosswalk and uh, flashing lights that add the avenue in SR-225. Okay, so this is two additional discussion items. The first one was the crosswalk, which will yeah, be- It's the item. same item, Madam Mayor. I'm sorry, it's, what? It's the same, it's just one item. The crosswalk oh. at uh, Impossible Flashing Light at Abbey Avenue. Oh, all right. Yeah. So that, uh, we will change the executive session to item six and item five will be the crosswalk. Thank you. And Madam Mayor, we need to change the executive session um, RCW. That's right. <clears throat> we have a revised RCW, which I believe Correct. is RCW 4230110. I, I, Three. Yes. Which is potential litigation. Yes. Okay. Any other changes? 
Okay, I'll accept a motion to accept the agenda as amended. Mayor, a motion to accept the agenda as amended. Councilman Sandetta. Okay. Do I have a second? This is Mopler, I'll second. Okay, all in favor? Gordon, aye. Lato, aye. Mopler, aye. Okay. Four eyes, Mayor. Mr. Sandretto, your, very, your voice is very soft. We are, are not able to hear you very well. Okay. Um, the agenda has been amended. Uh, time for visitor comments on non-agenda items. Are there any visitor comments? Okay, hearing none. Madam Mayor, I've, yeah. Madam Mayor this, is, this is Councilwoman Lateau. I've got a question. Are we okay. going to address the, a letter from Dan Decker, the email that was sent to the council members? Uh, yes, I believe that will be in the discussion items, but I don't see it on here. Um, Uh, where were you thinking about doing that on the agenda, um, Tiffany? I didn't think we were going to discuss that at this point, oh. but uh, oh. we can. Oh, okay. All right. It had been sent to them though, right? Okay. Uh, Mr. Decker uh, CC'd all of council mayor. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, I guess it's up to the council if they wish to discuss it tonight. Dave, did you say something? I couldn't hear you. I said, I think we're beyond that point. We've already approved the agenda to be followed as is. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Can, can we make sure that this is put on the agenda for the next meeting so we can discuss this? Yes, we can. Definitely. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we also have in our packets here, as a housekeeping item, the letter from Ed's disposal with their um, raise, which is usually every year. So that is in your packet. Um, it is not on the agenda, but it is in a packet. Okay, so we should move on now then to our regular reports. Uh, Chamber of Commerce. Mr. Renz, are you here? Yes, Madam Mayor, can you hear me? Yes, I hear you fine. Awesome. Uh, good evening, Madam Mayor, City Councilors, City Staff. Pleasure to be with you again tonight. Uh, happy October. This year has gone by pretty quickly. Um, it's been a weird year, but um, we're excited with what is to come for our next quarter and happy to report what our quarter three at the Ben City Chamber of Commerce and Visitor Information Center look like. Starting off on the report, uh, going through uh, our statistics. Um, so as far as social media reach, uh, we had 30,746 30, uh, people who saw our uh, posts Facebook engagement, 8,593. Those are the people who engage with uh, our posts. Facebook followers, uh, we, we did reach the 2,000 mark, so that was exciting. Uh, we're at 2,071. Instagram, uh, 343, or sorry, 345. Twitter followers, 96. Uh, website clicks, I, that is the only piece of information uh, I, need, I do need to update. Uh, 480 was uh, last month's count. Uh, and actually for the, the quarter uh, from July through September, we had 1,295 uh, people who visited our website for the quarter. Uh, 
Um, membership, we did see a growth with that as well. Uh, we're at 51 for business, nonprofit, or municipal uh, associates. We're at 15. I would say this is a, a good, uh, good numbers for this year being a COVID year. Um, not as high as we had last year, but we hope to see that number grow. We did complete our Bend City Day scavenger hunts. I had uh, gave a brief announcement about that at last council meeting. For our first year, again, with all the COVID uh, situation that we're in, we saw a great engagement, uh, both within the community on social media um, and throughout Bend City. So uh, we did have our kids winner, uh, Lexi, our adult winner, Christine. We collected 30 entries uh, for people, again, who had the opportunity to go and visit downtown businesses, see um, the local storefronts, go to popular Bend City sites and locations. Um, so that great turnout, very viable event and was a great alternative for a Bend City Days. Um, we have uh, assisted with uh, the city, Tiffany. Um, as soon as the application was finished, Tiffany was great sending that to us. Um, we have been broadcasting the CARES Act grant application on our social media pages. Um, we've also uh, went above and beyond for that because we uh, not only through our chamber membership, but through the uh, new business list that the city puts out, uh, we did get the email addresses for those. Um, so all the businesses registered with Ben City are being emailed that grant application individually, um, as well as uh, information regarding Halloween um, events, which I'll talk to here in just a second. Um, but again, they're being individually reached uh, via email and both today, uh, tomorrow, and Friday. I'm personally going to local storefronts and uh, chatting with the business owners. They're getting the physical grant application, being encouraged to apply uh, with the city. And um, both myself and our chamber team, as well as uh, a business owner who is helping us with uh, the Hispanic community business owners, um, they, all the businesses are going to be contacted and make, made sure uh, they're encouraged to apply for the grant, um, let's see here, talking pretty fast. Um, today, we also uh, released the announcement of our Ben City People's Choice Awards, um, which had a really great turnout. Um, please make sure that if you haven't seen the list of individuals who uh, received the award to go on our uh, social media and see the great response that we're, we're seeing with that. Um, I'll talk more about that here in a second. Moving on to the second page of the report, recapping uh, the things that were done. Again, 4th of July lighted procession, very viable event. Uh, we actually intend to do a very similar type setup uh, for Winterfest, uh, depending on our participants. Scavenger hunts, again, went very well. Um, had over 15 businesses participate. What you can expect for uh, the future, um, so we did Ben City, our People's Choice Award. Uh, we had 18 award categories, so much larger than uh, we had originally talked about regarding this event. And the great number and statistic that I wanna to relay to council is we had 211 nominations for individuals in our community. Uh, so that was a fantastic turnout for this first year of a People's Choice Award. And we're reaching out uh, to the winners uh, today, and we will be posting and giving them their awards with their certificates next week on Tuesday. And the also great thing that we're adding to the award is each of the recipients will be receiving a $50 gift card to uh, local storefronts, making sure that we're supporting local, our local businesses, and uh, we're encouraging them to stay here in Benton City. Um, so that is People's Choice Award. What we have coming up, so we did uh, recently release our Ben City Socially Distanced Halloween Trick or Treat events. I included the flyer on the next page. Um, that's gonna be on Saturday, October 31st. We, again, um, have been adapting with this COVID-19 situation we're in. And actually we've seen a lot of chambers in the area uh, followed by our example. Um, with uh, the event set up. So 
There's three ways you can participate in this event. Uh, you can register to become a safe and sanitary location, similar to citywide yard sale that we do every year. Uh, if you register, register your location, we'll include your location on the map. Uh, and that map is what we will distribute to participants who want to go out and trick or treat and do so safely. Um, you can also uh, stop by our chamber booth um, where we are going to have a costume contest for the children who would like to participate. There's a $100 uh, prize for that. Um, and then also for the adults to make sure that they're included in this event as well, you can register to enter our haunted decorate or haunted decorated yard contest uh, for a chance to win $300. And we're seeing a good turnout with that as well. Um, this will be from 3 to 8 p.m. again on Saturday. And we expect a very uh, great turnout for this event. The, we are going to be putting in some safety measures to make sure that those who are going around to the local businesses here are doing so safely, are practicing social distance. Um, and that is Halloween 2020. The last little bit I would say as far as uh, updates on what we are doing, uh, marketing best practices handout. It's something we're still in the works on. Um, Winterfest lighted parade. Uh, we're again looking at the viability of doing a procession um, similar to 4th of July. And then online business development workshop, uh, again, still determining the viability on that uh, to make sure that if we're going to do it, it's gonna be successful. It's gonna have a good turnout. Um, and I believe that is all I have for you. Um, that is our quarterly report. If there's any questions, comments, uh, happy to take those anytime. Thank you. Um, any of the council have questions? Very exciting that you have such good turnout for all of these events. I think that's wonderful. Thank you. Okay, I don't hear any comments, so um, thank you. And we'll move on then to the engineer report. Um, Mr. Kurth, are you giving the engineer's report tonight? Yes, Madam Mayor. So uh, good evening, council members. Uh, so the Force Main List Station uh, 7 project the uh, retainage will be sent to the contractors after uh, vouchers are approved tonight. Uh, we're still waiting to hear back from the county on our reimbursement for the overages during that project. Um, so that's ongoing. Ninth Street Sidewalk Project, we're actually looking at uh, rebidding that project here next month in November. So our hope is that uh, we will get on the contractors list for the very first part of the year while they're trying to fill their schedules uh, for 2021. Uh, the Edith Avenue sewer improvements, that's on for approval tonight. So we can talk about that later. Uh, the waterfront park, um, uh, we should hear back within a couple of weeks from the uh, where we ranked in the um, RCO, uh, sorry, I'm having a brain for the, uh, um, the presentations that uh, Alan and Sue um, uh, Jetter. Sue Jetter, thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, so, yeah, in a couple of weeks, we'll be able to see where we ranked in that. Uh, Alan has also been working with uh, Ken Brickert on the PSA, so we're still waiting to hear from that. Uh, the splash pad, um, we should also hear back from that on the RCO where we ranked from the presentation. Um, lift station number two, which is the River Road lift stations, uh, application was denied by the county. Um, so we'll be looking at uh, covering that in our city funds to cover that project here in the, the next year or so when we We'll look at that when we're doing budgets here, I'm sure the next couple of weeks. So um, that's all I have right now for the engineer's report. 
Are there any questions for Mr. Kerr? Okay. Kyle, uh, this, yeah, I have a question. Okay. Yeah. This is this is Councilwoman Lateau. Um, do you have any idea why the county declined that? Um, <clears throat> I was on a meeting with them yesterday, or I guess it was yesterday. Um, we had a uh, discussion, and they felt that the county should not be bearing the brunt of costs of development, especially for a private developer. And um, they said that uh, normal impact fees should cover uh, about 60% of this type of situation um, if we were to implement them. And then we could have gone to them for the balance of 40%. But in this situation, we were asking them essentially to pay a fee that would normally be borne by a developer. Okay, thank you. Okay, moving on to council committee reports. Hearing none, um, I guess we'll move to items for approval. So the first item for approval is resolution 2020-39, approval of preliminary plat for Mountain View Meadows phase two. Is there a discussion? Uh, this is Councilwoman Lateau. I was wondering if Kyle could speak for uh, the engineer um, in our report. It shows that he uh, was leaning towards leaving the park where it is at. Um, is, can he give us a little more idea of why that was the decision of the engineering department? Hi, Mary. This is Kyle. So I don't, um, I don't have that right in front of me right now, but it's in the packet of what the engineer's um, uh, request was, which it lined up with what uh, um, the maintenance side was as far as leaving the park in the the exact location. You know, a lot of it had to do with the safety side of the park not being right on the corner lots, but it should all be in the packets from when the uh, it went to planning commission and it came to council twice. So, or this would be the second time. Right. That's yeah, it is, in the, it is in the packet. Yeah. I was just wondering if you could speak any more to that decision at all. No, it's like I said, it's been the, um, as far as maintenance and, and my department is, I think that it's uh, the best idea to leave the park where it was originally proposed. And that was also the engineer's response and take on it as well. All right. Thank you, Kyle. Yep. Okay. Is it, will there be a motion regarding resolution 2020-39? I will make that motion, but I've got to get to it. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. It's quite a ways back there. I've, I've got it, Mary. Yeah, it is. Okay. 
Okay, um, Madam Mayor, I move to approve resolution 2020-39, approving the preliminary plat for Mountain View Meadows, phase two, based on the recommendations of the planning committee of the, of the city of Benton City, to approve with the conditions listed in the amended staff report in the original location of the park. I second. Okay, all in favor? Gordon, aye. Aye. Leto, aye. Mokler, aye. Okay. So three ayes and one nay. Okay. Motion carries. Thank you. All right, moving on to resolution 2020-40, Amendment A, Washington State Department of Commerce Interagency Agreement, CARES Funds, Resolution 2020-31. So the, the Department of Commerce has um, sent the City of Benton City an amendment to the original CARES funds and they're allocating an additional 52,000 $800, I believe, um, to our original contract. Our original was $105,600. Um, so this brings the new contract total to $158,400. So this amendment is just uh, so that the city could potentially uh, receive these funds. And they did extend the deadline from October 31st to November 30th for the reimbursement part. Tiffany, uh, this is Councilwoman Gordon. Um, are we able to make any adjustments to the um, application or is it the $3,000 a, a set amount? Well, I guess that would be a legal question. And when I did ask it, um, you know, the original grant might stay as it is and maybe we do another grant that's a little different. Um, we're gonna talk about this later in, in the meeting, uh, give you an update on how many grant, grant applications we've received. But I guess it would be if, if legal felt it was something that council could do to amend the grant document. Okay. And I think we could do that uh, to account for the additional funds, just be a matter of going through those formalities, getting, uh, the consent of the uh, legislative body. So then this document here just is with the Commerce Department to allow us uh, to, to use these funds as council sees fit. And if uh, whatever council's um, wishes to have done with these funds, we'll absolutely do that. All right, Madam Mayor, this is Councilwoman Lateau. I move to approve resolution 2020-40, authorizing the mayor to sign amendment A to resolution 2020-31, the interagency agreement with the state of Washington Department of Commerce for their coronavirus relief fund for local government. Councilman Sandretto, second. Okay. All in favor? Mokler, aye. Gordon, aye. Leto, aye. Stady, aye. Leto, aye. Okay, so unanimous. Uh, I see uh, Mrs. Stady has joined us. Yes, I apologize. I had computer problems. Okay. I'm on my phone. Okay. All right, the next item then is the bid award for Edith Avenue sewer project. Uh, Mr. Kurth. 
questions on this, uh, feel free to ask and I'll answer questions that I can, but we did receive uh, three bids back on this project and the original engineer's estimate was going to be 60000 for this work, so it came under that, so that's definitely a positive. Kyle, this is Councilwoman Lateau. Um, I've got a couple questions for you. Um, those three bids are, uh, there's quite a bit of difference between them. Uh, and you know, I'm concerned because I, I know what kind of ground is back there. Uh, it's very rocky. Did these guys come out and actually check the property uh, before they put their bids in? I'm not 100% sure. I know Alan was doing a lot of the work. He was the one that put the bid documents and stuff out for this. I know that it, part of the bid was that uh, contractors know that all the dirt they excavate has to be removed because it is so rocky and the uh, ditches have to be backfilled completely with 5 eighths minus. So they're aware that, that uh, it is rocky back there. Okay, so if we take this low bid and they end up having to spend twenty thousand dollars more because they uh, because it is rockier than they are expecting, uh, do we have to pay that, or is that something they're going to have to absorb? Um, I don't know if uh, I can answer that one hundred percent. I'd really have to study a, what our bid document said to before I could answer that. But I think that. Uh, um, Alan did a good job of relaying that it was rocky, so that shouldn't fall on us. But I would, again, I would have to review of, uh, again, of what the bid document was that was put out just to double check that. Okay, thank you. And also just so council is aware that uh, Alan has been in contact and uh, the contractor that did get the lowest bid um, actually wants to start on the work right away and have it completed by the end of October. So he wants to get going on it right away. Madam Mayor, I move to approve the award for the Edith Avenue Sewer Replacement Project to Industrial Construction in Washington, LLC, in the amount of $43,757.66. Okay, do I have a second? Gordon, second. Okay. Um, roll call, please. Councilman Sandretto. Aye. Councilwoman Lateau. I'm going to abstain. Councilwoman Stady. Yes. Councilwoman Gordon. Yes. Councilman Mokler. Yes. Four okay. yeses and one abstain. Okay, motion carries. Thank you. Okay, Mrs. Leto, vouchers. All right, let me get to those. I'm, <laughs> there we go. I move to approve payment of claim check numbers 30711 through 30738 with EFTs as listed in the amount of $146,145.63 this sixth day of October, 2020. Second. Okay, roll call please. Councilwoman Stady. Yes. Councilwoman Lateau. Yes. Councilman Sandretto. Yes. Councilwoman Gordon? Yes. Councilman Mokler? Yes. 
Five yeses, Mayor. Okay, thank you. Motion carries and uh, the vouchers will be paid. Okay, moving now to items for discussion. Consent agenda, uh, Ms. Coughlin. So this is just a real quick discussion about um, putting an item on the agenda that's called the consent agenda. And basically it, it streamlines um, some meeting procedures by collecting and grouping routine, non-controversial topics into, into a single agenda item. And it can, be, it can be discussed and passed with a single motion and a vote. But if there needs to be discussion, an item can be taken out from the rest. So it's not like you can't have any discussion on those items. Um, some items that you would think that would be on the consent agenda would be to renew a lease on a copier or um, uh, just, just really things that aren't uh, very controversial. Or if, or if something was discussed in one meeting and it was asked to be brought back to the next meeting with some amendments, that could possibly go on a consent agenda. But I just wanted to see how council felt about having that on our agenda. So if I understand correctly, sometimes items that are a common topic could be lumped under one consent agenda item. Correct. So is the goal to speed, to kind of speed things through a little bit when we've already discussed it, or if it's just kind of a matter of course, like renewing a business license? Yes, you're absolutely correct. We use consent agenda items for Ben Frick and Transit. However, we have subcommittees. So typically a subcommittee has looked at those items, but they are larger items. And the subcommittee looks at them and then they remand them to consent agenda or to discussion. Yes, and it would be based on what council wanted to do because it would be their process. I'm in favor of the idea. I'm in favor if it's things that are, um, you know, already vetted out with the first motion or they're like um, license renewals um, or like you said, copy machine, or maybe that you guys are renewing your contract for your um, IT, you know, software that you've already had for two years and you're not changing it. I would be fine for those type of items to be consent. Tiffany, uh, just to confirm, um, we'd be able to see those on the agenda and say, oh, actually, that is a topic we want to discuss further. I'm going to remove it at that meeting, correct? Correct. So the consent agenda would list all of those items under, under the consent agenda. And let's just say you have five items. And if someone wants to have a discussion, they can say, I'm, I, I'm going to make a motion to approve one, two, four, and five taking three out for discussion or for a separate vote, basically. Okay, great. I'm in favor of that. Mr. Sandretto, Mr. Mopler, do you have opinions? No, Madam Mayor, I do not have an opinion on the subject. Uh, it sounds like it could streamline things, but our agenda is awful short anyway, so either way is fine with me. Okay. And I agree with Councilman Sumbrero. Okay. All right. So um, I guess uh, we'll take that back and uh, come up with an example or a process and uh, get back to you on that. All right. The next item for discussion is the CARES. Uh, small business grant update. Okay, so as promised, um, we're going to give you an update on the original CARES Act that was passed by City, Co City Council for the $3,000 grant. As of today, we have 10 applications. Um, we had a few other people email today that wanted to still get their applications in. Um, some of the applications are coming in not complete, but we uh, are calling those individuals just to make sure that um, 
their application is, is completely filled out, all of the spaces, and that they have the appropriate documentation uh, for the grant. So um, I think we're, we're, I mean, it's not as many as I thought we would have, but uh, you know, 10 is, is still 10 uh, grant applications. And then with this uh, new money, I, I was kind of wondering what council thought that they would like to do with that. I did receive word today that a number of the cities, almost all of the cities are updating their uh, video conferencing equipment with this money and not that many of them are actually giving the money to the uh, businesses. Counterintuitive, doesn't it? Isn't this designed to help out those businesses? Yeah, because it's uh, such a project. Um, as Tiffany explained last time, we were hoping that um, TriDEC was going to help us. They're, they're helping some of the bigger cities, but some of the smaller cities don't have the staff to, you know, do this work that the, our front office is doing. Mayor, could you could you expand on that and say like um, three items that we could use in their approximate cost? I mean, because it needs to be based, of course, on need. Um, what would be some items that we would need? Um, well, I think uh, if I might call on Tiffany, she has a better understanding of exactly what we need or or Paula if she's on um, she has been researching that and the costs so Paula has been working with Shane Yoakum because we understand that we don't do not want to uh, to spend a lot of money but we still need the capability um, to do some streaming so in in talking to Mr. Yoakum Paula felt that uh, we need a mixer in the amount of like $700 um, speakers with wireless options, amount of $440, um, some cable, a new laptop. We need a wide angle uh, webcam and a TV for the wall in the uh, council chambers. And this is estimated to be about $4,300. What we're trying to get at, so you kind of have an idea. So if we, if we need to do a Zoom meeting like this, Council can all be in chambers and they could be six foot apart. We still, if they're going to be on Zoom, we still need the capability for each council member to have a microphone that they can speak into that can be recorded and that the people who are on the other end of the Zoom meeting can hear them. And the TV would allow the computer to uh, put the Zoom meeting up on the TV so council can see who's in the uh, audience and if they're speakers for example, if the city attorney is going to um, attend the meeting via Zoom or the city engineer, this will allow council to see the speakers on the TV screen. The wide angle uh, camera will allow um, the people on the Zoom meeting to see council as a whole. So that's kind of the idea we were, we were going for and, and looking at. Another thing that I heard today that's eligible, which we have not discussed before, is upgrading of the uh, tablets that we use. Um, someone that uh, is pretty knowledgeable about, about technology said that we'll probably have to pretty soon update our tablets to continue with this type of technology and for the future. And, and several cities have um, applied for updating their tablets that are used for the meetings. This is Mokler. I'm not opposed to adding this in now with the extra funds. I'm just a bit disappointed that out of 33 possible businesses only having five applied. Well, there's 10 now, so they're coming in. And uh, one option you have is if you would like to extend the deadline out a little bit for them. Um, I, I think Tiffany, you were mentioning that um, we might want to extend that uh, to give them more time to fill out the applications. 
I would be in favor of that. This is uh, Councilwoman Stady. Okay. Yeah, I would be in favor as yes, well. Yep, Councilwoman Lateau, I would uh, like them, I would like it to be extended also. Yeah, this is uh, Councilwoman Gordon. Um, yeah, I, I would be in favor of extending it. I would also be in favor of um, upgrading our equipment. It doesn't seem like um, the virus is going anywhere and um, I think we, we need to be prepared to do these Zoom meetings in the long run and um, find an efficient way of doing that. And it doesn't sound like our equipment that we have right now is gonna be you know, um, conducive However, with, I, I, I agree with that, but I want to have a discussion about if we're going to net then um, heretofore have to keep track of the video and audio um, meetings as well as the written format, because then that will set a precedence that we will need to track and have that available for public record, et cetera. So I just want a discussion or other people's opinion on that, because is that where this is going or is it more just for um, transparency during the meetings and so microphones will work and people can be heard? Aren't we already recording these? Yes, we are. And we're keeping the recordings per um, our requirements. Um, it's not it's not different than the regular recording that you had when you went to council meetings and those are kept as well. Um, it's just we're not sure when we're going to get to a phase that we can have 20 people in a room. Phase three is the time that um, we can have 10 people in a room. So that would have, you know, the council, um, maybe a couple people from the public, but we still have to have the ability for the public to have access to the meetings if they don't want to attend in person. So that's, that's kind of the goal that we have in trying to get the council chambers prepared for that. This is Mokler. I'd like to recommend we push this out to the end of October for the businesses to file their applications. And as far as the equipment goes, if we could see three different quotes um, from what city staff would recommend and purchase from there, I, I would like that. Okay. Thank you. Are there any other discussion on this um, topic? Okay. If not, we'll move on to the comprehensive plan update. And I think I was going to uh, talk about this. Um, we uh, can update this uh, comp plan once a year. We have several people that are interested in some zoning changes and we'd like to have it all together uh, before we go into doing the comp plan. And one of the steps that will be required is for us to get the zoning that we want um, uh, out on the um, I-82 land, so for DNR. And um, so that would be one of the steps required. And I think you'll be hearing more about that and the costs um, at, at the next meeting when the planner is here. But I did get some good news in the, in the meeting that we had with the county. While they did not approve the um, lift station, we did have a good discussion about the um, uh, planning for the um, DNR land. And um, Adam's words were, um, well, the, the first no isn't always a hard no. So, um, he just wanted a better tie-in on um, how the lift stations all tied into the plan and how we were going to get to economic development from the plan. So um, I was quite encouraged by that because that was about $270,000. And so I feel that um, we have another shot at it and I'm, I'm very thankful that he gave us another shot. So we will be doing that as quickly as possible. Are there any questions on that? Okay, 
Um, I guess that will be the end of our... Madam uh, Mayor? Yes. We need to discuss the budget workshop dates. Oh, okay. Somehow we got past that, didn't we? Yes. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, I also have Kyle's addition to the sidewalk or crosswalk. Yes. Oh, yes. That's on there, too. Sorry. So we're, um, we're looking at some uh, possible dates for budget workshops. Um, unless council has an objection, uh, the week of the October 28th, anytime during that week, I would like to start them a little earlier so that we have time. Uh, it's not so late in the evening. I would like to, to know what council would like to do. Tuesday the 27th, stay at 6 p.m. If that works for everybody. That works for me, Councilwoman Gordon. That works for me, Lato. And so that I'm prepared for, for what council expects since this is the first uh, budget workshop that I'll be doing with you. Can you give me some of your expectations of what you want to see that would make the process easier? Um, perhaps any items that are being proposed that are being changed or editing revision from previous year? Okay. So maybe in a different color. I like, it really helps me to see things with color. Because then you can see changes. Sure. Like maybe one color for proposal and one color for change from previous. Let me a reason why. Anybody else? Also, we're always focused on categories such as, um, you know, parks and rec, you know, that budget, um, and then the city sewer and water to see if we're coming out even or ahead in any of those categories and if we need to adjust. Okay. So normally what I would uh, provide is a spreadsheet on the entire budget so that if there are changes right at that time, we can make them and you can see the the result of that change. Is that something that's agreeable with council? Yes, for me. Yeah, that's fine with me. Okay. That's all I have. Okay, so. Sounds good uh, to me. Go ahead. Like you said, it sounds good to me also. Okay. So then uh, we've decided on the date, uh, Tuesday the 27th at 6 p.m. Yes. Okay. So moving on now uh, to the crosswalk, Mr. Kirk. I just want to give a quick update where we were at on this. Um, I wasn't having any luck making contact with uh, DOT via email. So I ended up uh, reaching out to Lisa Renee is her name and gave her a call to see where we we're at. Um, sounds like her crew has um, looked at the videos and uh, put some of the data together, but she hasn't had time to review it with uh, uh, all the COVID stuff in the state and them being on furloughs and also taking vacations. So she's hoping to have an answer to us whether the state uh, recommends or thinks it's a permitted spot to um, have a crosswalk hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Are there any questions for Mr. Kurth? Okay, hearing none, unless I've missed something else uh, on the agenda. 
I believe we can adjourn the regular meeting and go into closed session. So meeting is adjourned. Hey, it'll just take me a minute um, to get everybody out. And I anticipate about uh, maybe 15 minutes. Okay. Um...